Yeah, hello everybody. This is the Chini Maji Podcast with Impact Africa Network. And uh, today we are excited to have another smashing guest. Um, Wangari is joining us to talk talent, talk uh, HR, from a HR perspective that is. Um, so uh, let's her introduce yourself and uh, we'll just kind of take you from there. Okay, cool. Thanks, Mark. Um, so my name is Wangari Mungai and... Um, just a little bit about me professionally and kind of academically is that I've studied law, business, and earth environmental science. And um, while I don't practice all these things all the time or as <laughs> no formal careers, I think I'd like to think that they do have a part to, to play in my day-to-day, just my being. Mm-hmm. Um, the law comes through when I have to deal with... Um, Kenya Power, <laughs> I have to like stand for my rights. Uh, the business comes How can you deal with Kenya Power and how to stand for <laughs> Actually, I will say I've dealt a lot more with Nairobi Water recently. Okay. Those are the bane of my current existence. Okay. Uh, yesterday I was at KRA and that was a pleasantly, a surprisingly pleasant visit. So, shout out to KRA. Shout out to KRA. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so the law, the business, I'm, uh, I'm not quite a business person yet, but hopefully that's in the horizon somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, an, a pop-up shop that specializes in African crafts, which is one of my areas of interest. So every now and then I'll do like a guest hosting session and, um, and have some products from around the continent. And then uh, the environmental science, earth science, um, I think I'm a child of the earth. I love to garden and I'm working my way to being a farmer as well. Awesome, man. You, you are the Renaissance yeah. millennial. You, 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 can, you don't have to choose just one thing, really. Um, and then, uh, why I'm here um, right now, I'm focusing a lot of my efforts on uh, towards supporting startups and small and medium enterprises um, build great talent, attract and build great tra- talent. So right up from headhunting or really performing outreach, building a brand that attracts people to your organization, um, taking them through a, hopefully a great recruitment process that both allows you to see if they're a fit and also allows them to see if your organization is a fit. And then once they're in, how you really make sure that they, they grow, you know, they do more for you, for your organization, they do more for their own personal careers and, um, Everybody leaves a happy person. Win, win, win. Win, win, win. Awesome. So, I mean, you have definitely a diverse, at least, educational background and and, and life practice. Yeah. Um, and so, how did you end up specifically from a professional standpoint focusing yeah. on? Do you call it? Do you call it? It's talent. HR, right? Is, um, it, is it? it? It's HR. I think talent. Um, now, this is the thing with like HR. The the old term human resources or personnel back back in the day um, mm. has its own like connotations you know and mm. the like political traditionally HR hasn't been valued as much I would mm. say mm-hmm. and has been seen as kind of a more administrative mm. function mm-hmm. I think the word talent um, makes it a bit more modernizes it makes it more yeah brings it more to like the strategy front right. you know when right. you're thinking about like your big maybe three or four things that you're doing in an organization right talent should be the first or at least the second somewhere i don't know what the first but i say i would say it'd be really really high up there i, I think it's i think it's i mean in an innovation driven world yeah 
talent is everything. It's number one, right? I mean, after your strategy, after you figure out what your what what your startup is about or right. what innovation you're trying to bring to market, yeah, you gotta answer the question of who's gonna help you do that, right? Because we live in a very uh, complex world, right? There's a lot of new innovation technology, things are evolving all the time, and so if you given that, you cannot know everything, and this is one thing that for me, I I uh, I wonder if our a lot of entrepreneurs in our ecosystem yeah. have kind of, uh, in a sense, recognized. Because I think we come from a, a, a business environment where things were simpler, right? Yeah. You had a very turnkey business. Right. You either sold something that was fully produced or made, or if you're in a manufacturing thing, the process was very straightforward. Yeah. Like once you set up the process, everything just worked, right? right? And you found customers and you kind of like you know sat back and watched the machine mm -hmm. spit out money mm -hmm. in a startup tech innovation driven world right. the, the process of uh, bringing your idea to market is a scientific kind of process right mm -hmm. it's a series it's a set of um, I call them experiments right and you will need people who are really good yeah. in specific areas just because it's so big and diverse. So yeah. I just say all that to say that yeah. talent is money right now. Okay. Right? I, I think that's a I think that's a good way to say it. Talent is money. Um, and really talent is what does a lot of what you want to do with your client. Right. Right. People right. don't really sometimes pull through machines, but most of the time they see people, uh, when people meet for like partnerships, discussions, it's people that it's meet people, yeah. so people are mm. everything. Um, mm. But how I ended up here professionally was um, through a string of, I guess, things that eventually worked out, you know, mm -hmm. pieced together now in retrospect. But um, I started out with, um, just after moving back to Kenya, after my studies, I joined a company that supports entrepreneurs here. Just, where were you? Where did you go to school? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah mm -hmm. sure. So, um, my degree in environmental science, I studied the law and business here in Kenya, Strathmore and Nairobi University, and then I studied earth and environmental science in Columbia out in New York. Mm -hmm. So then when I moved back um, and kind of getting into the space, um, the startup space really kind of drew me very quickly. Mm -hmm. I knew there was a lot that was happening. And when did um, you come back? So 2014. Okay, so yeah. four years. Yeah, Five years Five now. years this, mm -hmm. this year. Um, and <clears throat> I got involved with a very close friend who has also been a mentor in this space. And she works in supporting entrepreneurs and now I don't know if I can see her name. You can say her name. Asha. Asha Miro. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She's a, she's, a, she's a rock star. And she introduced me into the space and kind of like held my hand when I was learning a lot of the ropes. So I got started in, I'd say I start, got started supporting entrepreneurs in kind of a PR and par partnership standpoint, mm -hmm. finding partners for um, Synap is the organization I was working for then and um, supporting them to create, they, they run a business program. Mm -hmm. So essentially supporting all the back work to, to make that happen with different partners. I think mm -hmm. at the time we had about eight or so partners. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, uh, got involved in the outreach space, so specifically in recruitment outreach, mm -hmm. um, and I was supporting several organizations at the time, and eventually settled in and kind of was working to help people uh, attract uh, attract candidates on mm -hmm. LinkedIn, um, through events, through partnerships, through working with universities and fellowships. Mm -hmm. um, and then over time, I think I have rotated through different fields in talent, 
from recruitment to then when staff come in, I've, I've done a couple of projects to help staff stay and grow in their careers. So retention. Yeah, matters. retention, development, mm -hmm. growth. Okay. Um, and then also have worked on some of the not so great aspects, so not uh, amazing aspects of HR, like disciplinary, disciplinary issues and right. having to like sit in the room when we had to, to be really harsh. Um, <laughs> I've sat in those rooms myself yeah. uh, as a recipient of... Yeah. The heat. <laughs> um, and again, this is part of why HR also doesn't have such a great, yeah. you know? I'm not, yeah. Yeah, we're the law enforcers sometimes. And sometimes yeah. we have to do the things that we have to do. Right, right. Yeah, so that's kind of my backstory of how I've wound up here. Awesome. Yeah. So, so right now I would say, just to yeah, close it oh, off, sorry. I'm, a, I'm a talent generalist. I could do anything in talent. I could do recruitment. I can do development, growth, figuring mm -hmm. out how mm -hmm. to like just really create, you know, structured growth plans in mm -hmm. the organization. Mm -hmm. um, and also kind of like the more operational stuff, um, we can figure out, you know, onboarding and benefits, compensation and such okay. kind of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, one of the things that, you know, that's controversial, you hear yeah. a lot about this thing that Africa doesn't have like middle management talent or yeah. just doesn't it struggles for talent. Yeah. What's your view or perspective on that? I think honestly, just simply, there is talent. Mm -hmm. There really is talent. Mm -hmm. I think part yeah. of the misconception um that's what a part of what's happening is um first of all a lot of companies have a very set idea of what they're looking for in a manager or a director level C-suite staff, which is great, which, you know, is, is really what you should do. Um, but I think there's a lot that's getting lost in translation when people say exactly what they're looking for. So let, let me give an example. Mm -hmm. Somebody says, we're looking for a manager, um, and then you ask them, what do they want? They're like, okay, we want someone who's worked in consulting, mm -hmm. who went to a great university. Okay. Check made, boxes. Right, check boxes. Mm -hmm. Very check boxy and mm -hmm. very... Uh, narrow, narrow focus, narrow exactly. aperture of what is valuable in the world. Exactly. Uh, but what's happening is they are also saying, what they're really saying really is, mm. we're looking for someone who's really smart, right? Uh, we're looking for someone who can think about many different problems and mm. apply like a very strategic eye mm. to whatever you throw at them, right? Mm. They're smart, mm. they're docile, they mm. can... Uh, they're agile, exactly. they can kind of think in systems and right. kind of think right. around corners... Marry many different kind of data points, right. including the human side, yeah. culture. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, and and you know, feeding into the culture, they fit in with the organizational culture, mm. right? Mm. So sometimes that will appear on a job description as like, I don't know, you love to cook or something what? like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wow. Oh, or you don't take yourself too seriously. Say okay. something like that. Mm. Now. Mm. Uh, that might not instantly come through to a candidate as we're looking for someone with a great personality, right? Mm -hmm. And someone mm -hmm. who can work with a team and mm -hmm. will come into the office and will not like be grumpy right, around right, the, right, the right. whole day, right? right? And good energy, good energy, positive, exactly, positive energy, solution oriented, right? Maybe those are some words right. that people should exactly, start using. Exactly. So you see, <laughs> when you say solution oriented, really smart, someone who does this, you you've kind of like really broadened Broad from that to checkbox. Them approach of like okay we want someone Columbia. who worked in a consulting firm <laughs> right, or yeah right, exactly or right. who did who, who who went to like uh, essentially a lot of the, a lot of the elite organizations right. who's in like a big name or something like that right. um and when you strip it down to that smart people who can think critically who can uh solve problems 
honestly, when you think about it like that, there is so much There's talent. So much talent. So because much that's, talent. that's what, you know, you can't live in Africa and not be talented. Exactly. <laughs> you the troubles we have to oh go through. You right? are talented by default. Exactly. You Just on those dimensions, right? Yeah. Um, and then I think a lot of people are also expecting that they will find this unicorns. Oh, yeah. Talk right? about it. Talk about it. Unicorns, <laughs> by definition, do not exist. Well, let me tell you where unicorns exist. Tell They're starting their own companies. I don't necessarily think that those are the unicorns. Well, in, in terms of, let me tell you, in terms of you're looking for somebody who's a go-getter, yeah. solution-oriented, yeah. all those things, yeah. generally speaking, if you're op- optimizing for the nth degree of that, yeah. those people are not employable generally. Okay, maybe that's true, but I will say there's also an element of like very uh, short, a shortage mentality. Why do why do you only have to have like X amount of people who can do all those things? I think there is way more people. There's a huge pool of people who mm-hmm. can do all those things, and not all of them are entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Not all of them will be entrepreneurs. Not all of them have to be entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, so my personal take is that you need to be employers also need to be very creative with how they see talent what they see when they have someone in the room who maybe doesn't ch- check all the boxes, boxes of exactly what they want in that exact minute right but you you know give them another 6 months on the job learning growing and being in an environment that truly nurtures them it's amazing they become the person that you had envisioned right i know? mean this is crazy because we 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 have just onboarded six uh what i'll call interns to who are coming on who are mature to full time positions right? yeah. and uh, they're all local, educated, USIU, JKU, KU, Strathmore, uh, and one person who came back from uh, university in, in South Korea. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I believe, I'm a believer in uh, potential. Yeah. Right? Potential needs a place where it can actually be nurtured and it needs a place where it can be, it's structure and a process for it to blossom. And... I am so excited about these six people and we are going to continue to grow that team. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are just like, they they are brilliant, to be be fair. And throwing them into the deep end, some of them have been on the podcast already. Some of them have started working on some of the projects that we have internally doing our entrepreneurial residence program. You know, one of them is here kind of filming this as we speak. Brandon, he's Mm -hmm. been brilliant in terms of Mm -hmm. just our digital and and, and media kind of uh, Mm -hmm. angle. And so I, I tell you what, I mean, I'm like, these are just, and these were just the first probably eight people we interviewed. Right. Right. And um, to your point, it's, it's, there is a lot of talent. It just needs an environment. So part of the equation is an employers need to actually be a good place to be employed, yeah. <laughs> to actually nurture and, and, and create. Talk a little bit about how they could do that better. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so one is think of talent as a strategic function. Right? Like I said before, invest in actually thinking through how you're going to develop people. And that can be an easy thing to get forgotten in the list of every like day-to-day responsibilities because some of it is thought work. Mm-hmm. You, you have block to think. out half an hour and an hour on a weekly basis. Or study even best practices. Of course, study best practices, speak to people in the industry, you know. You may have to like experiment a few different things, do some trials in your organization and see what works and see what doesn't work. This is also like a very continuous, like you have to build on. It's a process that you really need to build on over time. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think, so 
you also need to understand really like from the get-go what your company is trying to do and through your interview process make sure you're attracting people who feed into that who understand that business model business goal Mm -hmm. and are um are committed to contributing to it mm-hmm. and see how their roles like on a day-to-day or even on a larger scale feed into the business uh, into the business really what what you're trying to do um, and then after that like identify what those gaps are and you know a lot of people say we, like the talent is missing XYZ mm-hmm. I don't know critical thinking mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. project management skill mm-hmm. uh, whatever mm-hmm. uh, project management skills I mean, then take the time to actually build out uh, opportunities for people in your organization, whether through their, uh, make the time for people to work on that, whether through like their day-to-day responsibilities, stretch opportunities, um, you know, allowing people to, to potentially move in from one role to, to another role, hats, right, to wear yeah. multiple hats in the organization. Um I think performance reviews and appraisals are a natural part of that process. Um, I think a lot of people will do this every six to 12 months, which is basically a time to like sit down and focus on, okay, we had this goals for the period, very clear goals, very smart goals, right? Um, that we had set at the beginning of the cycle and have like very clear ways to see, okay, did this happen? Did that happen? Did it happen within the time when we agreed? Was the target achieved? If it wasn't achieved, you know, what do we do in that? What do we need to do so that next time it's achieved? So that kind of like introspection and developing a, a company culture that values that kind of professional introspection mm-hmm. is also really, really important mm-hmm. for employers as mm-hmm. they really try to build talent. Mm-hmm. So, and just to kind of make this a little bit more relevant for I yeah. think what our audience is 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 about yeah. is in terms of startups, right? So yeah. startups are uniquely challenged yeah. with this talent thing yeah. um, all over the world, but maybe even particularly in our market. Um, you know, if you what what advice would you have for or what, what what perspective would you have for entrepreneurs who are looking to recruit talent because they don't have the resources, the you know structures yeah. that a mature organization would have, mm-hmm. how should they be thinking about attracting, retaining? What's the story? What's Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I understand that a lot of people maybe at the very beginning don't have the capital to invest in, like, let's say, a full-time talent person. Right. But there are ways to go around that, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, often you have somebody or people on the team who are sharing responsibilities. Happens um, a lot, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do think it's very possible to have someone that was working, let's say, a third percent of their time on talent, right? Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, they're investing some level of understanding and knowledge into that field, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're doing many of the things that we've talked about. They're talking to professionals in the industry. They're doing research. Honestly, you can learn so much by just looking up how to build great talent. Mm-hmm. You okay. know? There you go. Yeah, you can do search, that. Yeah. Google yeah. search it. It's amazing how people, even we fall victim to this, yeah. right? Everybody, right? You want you want an answer to something, but you you, you don't remember to Google it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Google University, YouTube University. I, I, I live on YouTube. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. YouTube University, Google University. Um, I think you can also find ways to like share the resource. So mm-hmm. I'm hearing a lot more about this kind of entrepreneur in residence opportunities where people can work with fairly established like hubs. Um, and, and get a lawyer or a HR person to consult for them for a bit of a time, mm-hmm. or even find independent HR consultants mm-hmm. who may be a little bit expensive, but you bring them on for a finite period of time. Um, you can either negotiate on, on, on a money basis, you pay them for what 
you know, for the services time. or yeah. a time or an exchange, really, an mm. exchange of services. Right. I don't know. Maybe you have something valuable that they can also benefit from and you can come to a mutual agreement. Right. Um, so finding someone who really is well-versed in the field is a great tool to inject that kind of like... Thinking. Exactly. That right. technical expertise fairly early on. Right. And then you don't really have to have someone who does that follow-up. You could have like, uh, you know, emerging talent, entry-level talent, do more of the operational work after that. And you can kind of go back to the consultant as and when needed. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. What else do you think, Mark? What have no, you seen? Uh, I, think, I think the challenge for startups specifically, right? yeah. number one is... is Attracting, finding and attracting talent. Yeah, it's because they're they're short on resources, mm -hmm. money specifically. Mm -hmm. But I don't think money is the whole story. I mean, yeah. we we, we, we um, last year we did what one an event called a startup careers event, and, and that whole the thesis around that was to bring startups into the same room with folks who are working on the other side of the fence on the corporate side and have a conversation around, you know, what do you guys understand what a startup is and startup founders and entrepreneurs, you know. Uh, to learn how to be attractive or speak the language that these people understand yeah. or how far are we apart in terms of what they expect in an, in an employer and what, what a startup has to offer. Right. And it became quite, from just that one event, that mm -hmm. it wasn't that far apart because you, you'll find some people who, and I think it's, it's more about where somebody is in their, in their life, right, career-wise. My thesis is this people between the age of two, if, if you're a startup and you're looking for, for somebody who can come in and deliver, right. you're looking for somebody probably who has at least five years experience, right? Um, you don't have to teach them a lot mm -hmm. um, if it's a very specific kind of function, right? Mm -hmm. uh, somebody between the age of 28 and at the high side, mm -hmm. 35, mm -hmm. um, those are people who, actually, let me say 28 to 32, I think it's even a narrow aperture there, yeah. to be fair, in this market. Yeah. Uh, those are people who may... I would be willing to actually take a serious look at a startup because in our world, people work for security and, and, and you know, you're looking for that kind of stable yeah. situation. Yeah. Uh, people come out of school and that's what their expectations are. You know, your parents, your family, whatever, the mm -hmm. society expects you to go work at a bank or at an insurance mm -hmm. company or this kind of very structured environments. Right. Um, and so how does a startup compete with for that talent, right? Mm -hmm. And I think there is a... I believe there is now uh, people want to be involved in creating the new economy. They want to be involved in something much more, uh, I guess, almost relatable to the world in which we live in, which is technology-driven, innovation-driven, solution, companies that are bringing solutions that have existed for, I mean, problems that have existed for so long. People yeah. want to be part of creating solutions. Right. And I don't think, I mean... The, the existing uh, business infrastructure does what it does well, I, I, I guess, but we need to a new cycle of yeah. companies and so on and so forth. And I think there's a hunger for that because Nairobi is a very innovative place. Like Kenya is a very innovative place. We've got a lot of stuff happening, right? I mean, we order stuff, we order stuff online or and it gets delivered to our house. Right. But I guess the point I'm getting at is, you know, uh, startups will struggle to figure out how to attract that talent mm -hmm. and they will it will always become down to a position at least in their minds mm -hmm. that it's a money thing mm -hmm. but we found out that it's it's the basket of benefits that people are looking for people want to be involved in something inspiring mm -hmm. people want to be involved uh, you know completely in part of being a team that's, that's creating something right 
Um, and so that group of people between 28 and 32, mm-hmm. and I and there's a there's a finer point there too that we kind of uh, I, I, we kind of uncovered and just talked to people, is that generally speaking, I don't know how to say this without it coming out in the wrong way. Um, this is very just take this as an academic kind of thesis, yeah. sir. Yeah. If um, the the wives of guys with stable jobs mm-hmm. have the what do you call it the flexibility right. to take a risk in a startup, that's my thesis. Mm-hmm. And we checked with a few people. Mm-hmm. We started having this conversation with another female founder, and and she was like, you know what, that sounds like my sister because mm-hmm. she's done the corporate thing. Right. And she's in that situation, in that sweet spot that she's about 30, 31, mm-hmm. and she's just had a first baby and she's like thinking, oh my God, I don't want to go back to the meat grinder, so to speak, of the corporate world because it's just, she's not, she wants something much more flexible, maybe right. more engaging, something yeah. that, something different. Yeah. And she attended this event and she, <clears throat> she was like, you know what, that sounds like a lot of my friends, mm-hmm. right? And so um, that's the thesis in terms of, for startups, the takeaway is... It's 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 a basket of benefits, and you have to tell the story that people can actually get behind if you're trying to recruit people. Yeah, it's not business as usual that you're the employer, and you've got to be able to just as if you're going to raise capital. Right. Recruiting talent is the same narrative. Yeah. You've got to be able to show uh, what you've accomplished. You know your runway. You know your survivability. Yeah. You've got to be able to attract this person like somebody who's going to invest in your business. There is no difference. And I'll tell you this, you know, having spent my career in, in the Bay Area, in, in, in the startup world, when you are recruited, because you always get recruited, right? Startups are being funded and people are trying to reach guest talent. Right. And part of the, the, the uh, analysis you did was to look at who funded the company, who are the investors are, who, where, what industry they were in, who are the founders, you know, who else is working there? Mm-hmm. What was that people, those people's background? So as, right. a, as somebody who was being recruited into a company, yeah. you did your due diligence yeah. because you're risking a career move, right? And so, so understanding that to attract talent, you have to check all those boxes that yeah. make people feel like, you know what, I want to be part of your team mm-hmm. because you have to risk the situation. You've been transparent with me. Right. You, you just basically put yourself in their shoes. You know, yeah. that's just the bottom line. Yeah. And so I think there's a lot that founders and, and startup people have to offer. Yeah. I think there's some exciting stuff that, you know, um, if you can just understand that you're not starting from a quote-unquote disabled position right. and you're talking to a, a person, talk to them about your vision and how yeah. you've gotten to where you are. Mm. Be real about it. Yeah. And and treat that person like you would treat an investor. Yeah. That's my. That's what I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I definitely concur with that. Um, and yeah, I agree with you that startups do have a different value proposition that um, they may not be able to pay as much as say like a huge, you know, corporate multinational benefits, whatnot. Yeah. yeah, they may not be able to do that, but they can also be very creative with the non-monetary um, benefits. Benefits, yeah. right? Yeah. The flexibility. Um, the ability for people to work a little more autonomously, um, you know, selling themselves as really this is the impact that we are having. Yes, yes, selling um, the story, right? Exactly, yeah. selling the story. And I, I, I would say, I, I, like you said, it's still very important to think about people as like it could be you in their in their in their shoes, and people have bills to pay. Yep. People have 
you know, to move around. People have want to invest in their future and in their dreams and whatnot. And therefore, salary will still be very, very important. And I think as an organization, um, making that a priority, even when you're really bootstrapped, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. people make priorities. Right. You know, people make priorities and pursue them as much as they can. So as far as possible, compensate your people well. Oh, yeah. I completely, I mean, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Right? I'm a believer in paying, make people forget about the money problem. And they will and create an environment where they can thrive. Yeah. And you you got it. And I know it's yeah. easier said than done. It is. But at the end of the day, yeah. you know, like you said, how do you put it? Like people will prioritize or how do you what did you say? I forget. But people really choose their priorities. People choose their priorities. Yeah. And, and you know, um, and I think, you know, to be fair, I, I think we're moving to a stage in our ecosystem over the next five years, um, where there will be uh, more growth startups, which yeah. will mean more funding going to startups. Yeah. Um, from my perspective, it's just really a question of can entrepreneurs, can we build the knowledge and the understanding of how to sequence the process mm-hmm. so that it's not just a, a black box, but it's right. kind of like a known. And part of the reason why uh, Silicon Valley came up with this seed, series A, series B, right. it answers a lot of questions, right? As somebody who has, as somebody like somebody who's looking to get into a company, you want to know how much funding they have yeah. that's a that's a yeah. question because yeah. it tells you yeah. so those those signals were kind of proxies for people to understand where a company was at what stage and so we may, may have to come up with our own nomenclature yeah. over here right but at the end of the day uh from what i've seen i think seed in this market it's all over the place but mm-hmm. let's just say it's five hundred thousand or maybe two hundred thousand to a million that means you have a certain amount of runway and so um, it means you can afford a certain amount of level of talent. Right. Um, and it means those are just your options. Yeah. Right, on the those table. are your options. Really? Your options. Yeah. So being very clear yeah. about what your options are right. based on where you are. Right. With the amount of money you have, resources yeah. you have. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. So, I, you know, from my perspective, this is what I love to do. Right. Um, we, we are building our own experiments internally that will spin out into companies, working yeah. with a lot of our entrepreneurs to help them kind of think through some of these things. Right. Talent is a critical deal. I meet entrepreneurs all the time who are saying, man, I, I built this thing, I need a co-founder. Right. Actually, uh, somebody reached out to me a couple of weeks ago, and they're at a point where they, that's another issue because a co-founder is talent also, right? So, um, yeah, this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I just want to thank you for taking the time to come here. We could talk about this all day. Yeah. Right? yeah. But I guess what would be your parting shot for, for entrepreneurs for, for, the, for, the, for two things? One is for employers generally. Okay. How can they, be, how can they create an environment right. that serves their goals? And number two, how can uh, startup entrepreneurs mm-hmm. uh, compete? Just a couple of, couple of points in those two things. Wow. You might you might need to repeat the question. <laughs> <laughs> so how can how can traditional employers right. or you know employers with more resources be be better at yeah. attracting and retaining yeah. talent? Yeah. Um, and how can startup founders uh, be attractive to or communicate you know their value prop? Right. Mm. Um, let me start with the startups. Uh, Yeah, I think going to this knowing that you have something very unique. What you said about like you're not going into this necessarily at a deficit point. Exactly. You're you are valuable 
we see you and we need you like part of the problem why part of why we have such a huge job shortage is that not enough people are being entrepreneurs are starting their own companies so there's so much value in what you do and even if it's not necessarily obvious and you feel like you have to fight the big fish for great talent also think i i i i, um, I challenge you to like change that perspective a little bit the pond is huge there aren't there aren't just five fish that all the big five mm -hmm. are going for. Mm -hmm. There are a lot more people in there. Get creative. Maybe you won't be able to attract uh, C level talent immediately because um, you may not need it actually. You may not need it. Probably don't need it. You actually. may be able to get two great managers that can do that job and grow with you. Or people who can grow even into those positions. Exactly in your organization. Right. Um, you may be able to get five entry level, straight out of university, smart, hungry, thirsty, people who have not been corrupted by the ways of the world. Talk about it. And will go for it with you. <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah. maybe that's that's where you need to like... Figure really, it out. Yeah, figure it out and see what your resources can afford for you. Awesome. And there is a self-selecting process, which actually is not terrible because the people who you do not want will not come to you, Amen. right? <laughs> if they're coming to you for money, if that's their yeah. real big goal, which if that's, that's their signal. motivation, and that's fine they're not the people they're not the you. right people and that's you. fine you will get the people who can um still keep 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 compensation good right real yeah right be realistic people are real people yeah. have their bills yeah um but yeah come into this knowing that you have something really great to offer that's great um go to linkedin go to the university of youtube and google you can do a lot of these things you can find a lot of these people by yourself right. um you might be surprised and then network a lot of a lot of uh, usually pretty successful com uh, uh, staff members are often referrals. That right? happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it has its bias as well. But a lot of people will come into referrals and will often gel with your culture a lot more mm. for for mm. some some obvious reasons. So keep your network strong and keep navigating that space. You'll be amazed what you can do just by like the gems you can yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you, you, you can do this. I think for more established companies that can afford, you know, the competition pieces out and it's more about um, creating an environment. Right. Creating an environment, creating a culture that, yeah. right, yeah. that um, enhances growth that kind of draws people's intrinsic motivations and so it's not you pushing all these trainings and you know kind of having a very like very i'm going to say top like a, down right a very top down very like we're going to go to school to learn mm -hmm. work with people's intrinsic motivations would see what are people saying they love to do they're inspired to do they want to grow at you know, see those things, test them out during your recruitment process and during the, the life cycle of the employee, you know, think strategically, critically, creatively about how you can create a space. Have a startup mentality in your... Yeah, have a startup mentality. Experimental, you know, have, don't, don't, I guess, I guess what I hear from you saying is that don't come with like a boilerplate kind of like, this is how things have always been for right. the last 60 years. Right. And so it's proven to be that that's pretty much what's it word gospel yeah, yeah. i realize that you know you got to work with people based on who they are where they are and exactly. bring the best out of them exactly yeah. and keep learning fun Amen. you know yeah. micro learning we we all can learn a little bit every day you know i think i, I guess the final person would be to the talent themselves 
um, they you also have a lot of opportunity to keep growing. Yeah, that's a big one. That's that huge. You take, that's right? huge. Yeah. Yeah, you will grow naturally on the job, but also take the time to, you know, develop read books, yourself. Yeah. Um, listen to speakers who are authorities in, in those fields experiment with your own thinking you know go for a podcast and have a conversation <laughs> the podcast yeah. um attend events yesterday i went for a really great women in talent event um where you know there was a lot of great like thinking around talent and the conversation went on for like maybe two three hours but you could tell by the end we could have done it for another three five hours right, right. which I, I think is a uh, Say something about talent and the right. fact that no, it's it's very emblematic of where we are um, in in our ecosystem. I think there is there's an, an unbridled talent out here yeah. that's just looking to be deployed. Yeah. that's my feeling, right? And that's why I mean I'm excited about what we do yeah. and where we are. And if we can just recognize the moment for what it is and 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 just have a bigger picture of you as a, as a, as, a, as a people. I mean, and I know that's difficult, but uh, because, you know, we know what we know. Right. Um, we do. But, but at the end of the day, I think we have a great opportunity in our hands. There's a lot of talent out here. Yeah. There's a lot of opportunity to actually manifest great things. Yeah. And thank you so much, Wangari, for being here. Yeah. I know it's your first podcast, but yeah. you did fabulously <laughs> well. And uh, yeah, everybody, thank you so much for, for watching our, our podcast and listening. Uh, and I uh, just wanted to kind of say a, a few party shots. We have an amazing event coming uh, at the end of the month. February 28th, we'll be hosting the founder of GitHub, Scott Shakon in Nairobi. Um, so it's going to, he's actually going to be talking about talent. He's going to be talking about uh, the attracting and retention of talent because that was a big deal for, for what they did at GitHub and the fact that um, he was part of growing the company, the, the company from four people to 450 people. So he'll have a lot to talk about this particular area. So if it's an area of interest for you, uh, there's no other place to be on the 28th than uh, with us at the Power Speaker Series, Impact Africa Network Power Speaker Series with Scott Shakon. Uh, this is for the ecosystem. Love mm -hmm. you guys. Cheers. <laughs> Happy Valentine's. It is Valentine's. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do everything with love. <laughs> awesome. Cheers. Thank you.